This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I am Glenn. Oops, I'm not Glenn. <laughs> Do not cut that out because that is what I do all the time because I just read what I've written it's and right say there. who you are. It's right okay. there. Okay. <laughs> I am Lisa Wysocki from Ashland City, Tennessee. And I am Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona. And that is sweet that you just did that because I get made fun of all the time. Glenn used to put fake things in there <laughs> to mess with me because I would just read what's in front of me. And you just read what's in front of you. And you're like, you know, super educated and stuff. Yes. <laughs> You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. And uh, what's the date today? September 10th. It's episode 2012. Brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, Your Grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Okay, Lisa, have you heard this story? I have the coolest story. By the way, happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for joining us. When you think of Siberia, what do you think of? Oh, I think of snow and cold and ice and just frozen stuff. That's where I was hoping you were going to go. Okay, so we're in Siberia. Yeah. All of us, we're, we're all taking a trip right there. There is a huge, huge like crevice that's miles deep. And scientists found a completely intact foal. Wow. It was apparently, they think, only about 20 days old when it died 30 to 40,000 years ago. That's okay? incredible. That's just incredible. The species is called the Linskaya, I believe is how they pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And it's extinct. But they have found a completely intact foal. It's a, just basically a little bay foal with a dorsal stripe. And, and they, it was completely covered in mud and then frozen. Wow. So they unfroze it and have gotten the mud off of it. And they are currently looking for a, a live cell in this horse because they, these are scientists from Russia and South Korea who are collaborating on efforts to make this foal a clone if they have one live cell get this they can multiply it and get as many embryos as they need however obtaining a viable cell from ancient remains has never been achieved uh, apparently if uh, it freezes the water crystallizes inside the cells and destroys them so they're oh. searching this entire baby horse for a live foal uh, wow. a live, uh, live, live cell, cell. To recreate this full. Now, the other part that got me about this story is, um, here's it from, from the story. The effort to clone the full is being made by Russian and South Korean scientists who are also already collaborating on efforts to recreate the woolly mammoth. <laughs> this is Why? awful close to Jurassic <laughs> Park. Okay. I know. I know. I have I have seen there's something that they're they're trying to recreate one of the dinosaurs. I'm going like, is that really a good idea? We've seen the movies, people. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. Oh my but, gosh, this is so horse, cool. That would be cool. That would yeah. be cool. This, and, but what, are the, what are the chances though of them finding after like forty thousand years one live cell? I mean, what what would be the chances you think? How do you look through an entire body for I a cell? Know. A live cell. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, But this horse, the the modern day variety of horses that live in this part of Siberia, they are among the toughest in the world, able to survive winter temperatures as low as minus 60 degrees Celsius. Holy cow. 
Wow. How cold that is. So anyway, we'll keep you guys up to date on that. If they, the breaking news of if they find a live cell, by the way, the pictures of this are fairly disturbing because it's like they're holding a little (laughs) mud covered baby. Of course. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. But it is kind of exciting in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know what a Linskaya is, but I'm anxious to see it. So yeah. uh, that and the woolly mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy, thank you for producing today. What is on today's show? Well, I'm also excited guys, but uh, yeah, spoiler alert on the ancient animal cloning portion of the story. It does not end well. So they should really stop that oh. now, please. Oh, We've seen Lord. the movie. I'm oh, telling God, you. It does not end well. Bad. Anyway, on yeah. today's show, <laughs> guest Jen Reutz talks of, uh, joins in to talk about going on a trip she took that ended in a special surprise. Dr. Chang gives us a scoop on the next Oasis training seminar coming up later this month. And of course, Lisa Waisaki is joining us. Yay! Yay! And Jamie will give us the latest in equestrian first world problems that, but they're not mine okay they're your problems <laughs> <laughs> all right daily winnie lisa my daily winnie goes out to all of the fabulous hrn auditors i made a post uh, a couple of days ago um that uh, i have a a torn Achilles tendon and I'm in a boot that goes up to my knee and I've got to be in this boot oh. for like six weeks. Uh-huh. And so I was contemplating riding and, um, the, the, it, at, at first it was about split 50, 50, cause I'm, I'm like to ride or not to ride. And, uh, a lot of the auditors were like, well, if you've got like a really trusted horse and you can go bareback. And then, then after the conversation went on, they were kind of got a little more sensible and going like, no. <laughs> no, you better stay off your horse. So, so I just, uh, I, I, I probably would have ridden, uh, maybe if it hadn't been for the auditors. And I think my tendon is, uh, a little older and needs a little more rest. So I'm going to, I'm just going to rust it and stay off. Girl, my horse. is it your left foot or your right yeah, foot? It's my left. Oh it's yeah. Don't left. do it. So yeah. when I broke everything in my left foot, um, and I had the boot on the same boot that you have, yeah. I thought I will ride. So I had Thor next to the mounting block. And the problem is like, I could have ridden had I had a crane to drop me directly down on top of yeah. the horse. Yes. However, <laughs> when you, you have a, everything is broken in your foot or your Achilles tendon is torn. You can't point your toe to like step up no. onto the horse. And no. I, I thought the pain was going to murder me. Like I, I was like, oh, I'm going to die now. This well, is how I, gonna, I, this is how I, I go. Was, I was thinking about I was going to mount from the other side, and and you know when I when I trained show horses professionally full time, I mean I rode with you know broken arms and broken legs. I did it all the time, but that was you know many decades ago, and and um, I healed yeah. a lot quicker. And I think a bone is different than a tendon too. So yeah, ask um, Zeus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you poor, guy. Uh, poor guy. So anyway, thank you to the auditors for knocking some sense into me. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Next daily Winnie. Okay, so this Daily Winnie is pretty uh, extensive. Okay, let me start with Andrea, Jen, and Abby, and Lily, Wyatt, Joey, and Thor. Yesterday, Lisa, I went on my 10-mile training endurance ride. For those who don't know, I have signed Thor up for a 25-mile endurance ride. I actually signed Zeus up, but he broke himself. So Thor is the sub, and Thor does not have the work ethic. Or the heart that, I mean, he's got a great heart because he's fantastic with children and being a little lesson horse, but he does not have the work ethic of a, of an endurance horse. So this has been really challenging and hard. And so yesterday we went to the desert, the Australia mountains, and we're going to do 10 miles and Thor for the first time as a Mustang had shoes put on, like we were ready for it. We got out there Oh my gosh, this horse is an angel. He unloads off the trailer like he hasn't been anywhere in years. And he unloads off the trailer like, okay, sounds good. Let's go. No big deal. Tag him wow. up. Wow. He's just awesome. No, it doesn't spook. Doesn't, but what he doesn't do is go. So, 
<laughs> my problem with the entire time was every there was four of us. Like I said, Andrea, Jen, and Abby, and they were riding Lily White and Joey, and those three were like way in the distance, and I was like, <laughs> the buzzards were circling us. Okay, it is very unique behavior for a Mustang to be in the desert. Mind you, he ran wild as a stallion for four years. Right. Okay, I, I, right. I did the research. I figured it out. I found out when he was rounded up. Yeah. I scouted it for, you know, this wild Mustang who ran with the herds, his herd left him in the desert <laughs> and they're trotting off. They're like trotting and cantering off. And do you know what he does? He just stops. He's like, oh, poor I'm, guy. I'm done. I'm going <laughs> to die here. Like, he's like, I choose here. Uh, so um, I also want to thank Ryan because Ryan, one of our awesome listeners, sent me a heart rate monitor. And that turned out to be a blessing and a curse because I was just petrified that I was going to kill my horse in this entire adventure. So while we meant to go 10 miles, I, I called it. I was like, we need to go home. <laughs> After five, I was like, how do we get home from here? So it took us two and a half more miles, almost three miles to get home, to get back to the trailer. So we finished with about eight miles under our belt. And as of yesterday, I would like to announce that Thor's career as an endurance horse is over. <laughs> totally over. No more. He cannot do it. He is. I have you ever ridden a horse for eight miles that you had to push every yeah. Unfortunately, step? I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's the worst. It's the worst. If I take my leg off, he just comes to a stop. Yeah. Like you have to work for every step and my body hurts like my hip. And the problem is too, that he is a very big horse and he's very wide yeah. and I don't have, unfortunately the big old sexy birth and hips like at all. So, <laughs> um, my hips are screaming at me. Everything hurts in my, in my hips, my sides. And so from like, go, 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 go. So <laughs> Thor is retired. I do not know what is going to happen in this endurance ride, but, um, Jen, Abby, and I, you know, Andrea is the listener who has now become a friend and she's the pusher for this. And she's like, we'll figure out a horse. But Jen, Abby and I are like, we're, it's, it's all for one and one for all. We're not doing this separate. You know, we're going to either all do it or we're not going to do it. So that's some loyalty. That's good. Yeah. Well, it was like, it's an adventure for all of us and yeah. we all ride together so often. And we, now we've been training so long for this thing together. And so yeah. we're, it's all for one or one for all. And so we'll see how it goes. I I'm, I'm not making any promises and I'm not breaking any promises yet. Right. Uh, right. So <laughs> we will see how it goes. I really want to um, do it, but I'll tell you what, that's hard. Yeah. It's, that's, um, like. You just trot for like miles. Oh, you do. You do. It's, it's, I mean, like it's a bucket list item. I don't know if I'll become this super endurance rider after this because (laughs) I've, I clearly don't have the equines to do it. <laughs> so, but I thought it would be great to, to do it and complete it once. That is a good bucket list oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, I did eight, eight miles yesterday and I was like, okay, but mind you, it was really hot and it, because it took so long because she, she was like, we'll be done with this in less than two hours. Well, two and a half hours later, Thor is like, yeah. I, I mean, they're all having to wait. And here's the problem when you ride with a bunch of fast horses yeah. and then they have to wait on you because you're in the middle of the desert and you're going to get lost. Um, Nobody's having that, a good time. Nobody's having no, fun. I, I was like, I'm ruining y'all's day. I'm so sorry. But as a hurried monitor Ryan gave me, I'm like, I'm killing my horse. I'm going to break him and I'm ruining your time. And it was like super stressful because what happens is those three, they go on and then they yeah. have to wait. And so they stand still for five minutes while Thor and I are trying to catch up. We finally <laughs> catch up and then they leave again. Yeah, and so Thor yeah. never got any time to stand still. It's like being the <laughs> slowest hiker in a group. You like right, never get a break because right, right. everybody's waiting and they're like, finally, you're here. Let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> I like, I'm really sorry, Andrew and Jen and Abby. I feel like I ruined y'all's day with my slow ass Mustang, but I just realized that Thor is a more valuable to me as a, as a lesson horse and a husband horse, just a general trail guy than he is as an endurance horse. And I feel like I'm going to break him and I don't want to break both my Mustangs training. You you don't have to worry about him running off, obviously. So God, no, I wrote it in a halter. Yeah, I rode in the desert. This horse hasn't shipped out of my farm in two years, and I went to the halter uh, with yeah. a dually halter. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there awesome. you go. There you He's go. So good. So, anyway, thanks everybody. Um, also, I do. Um, 
I do need to hear the birthday, Winnie. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Jimmy. You thought I forgot, didn't you? Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, I Jimmy, did. wake I up. Really, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I skirted. Skirted that one nice and clean. I didn't bring it up. I kept my mouth shut. You've been very quiet about all of it this morning. It's unlike me. We wake up and I'm like, oh my God, it's my birthday. Start the trombone. Actually, Actually, I'm not like that at all, but it sounds funny. So, um, yeah, it's your birthday. So, you know, there's nothing. Happy birthday. There's nothing more exciting than a Monday birthday. So what are you going to do? Well, you know what? I'm very fortunate, actually, because um, my birthday is not just my birthday. It's also my six-year-old son Jordan's half birthday. And because of the Jewish holiday, he's off of school today. So we have are able to spend my birthday, his half birthday, um, together. And I can't say right now what we're going to be doing because it's a surprise for him and he's listening. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. But let's just say it'll it'll be an awesome throwback day for the eighties. Let's just put it that way. Nice. Oh, oh, I can't wait to good. get the report. Yeah. <laughs> um isn't it amazing how even your birthday when you have a child isn't yours anymore? Nope. No, totally yeah. not. But it was it honestly was um I it it always has been something that I thought was really cool that he he's uh, exactly 6 months from me. I just think there's something a little special about it. See, I I've, I've always celebrated my half birthday too. And Have you? I, I just think it's cool that somebody else does that. You know. I think it's awesome. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, so y'all need day. y'all need some help. Okay. One thing I one thing I can't tell you that I'm going to do though that uh you're going to love and I'll post the recipe up later. It's already on my Facebook but months ago, uh, he and I are going to be making a chocolate mousse pie together. Oh God, it, it's so easy and it's so yummy. Yeah, he just Ooh. he just yelled from the side. I love those things. <laughs> um, just wow. as a side note, I got fatter hearing you talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be able to get fatter doing the recipe yourself later because it's super easy and yummy, and Lucas will love it. Oh, wow. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, hey, um, Thanks, we are going to talk to our first guest here, Jen Reutz. And I- I've got to I've got to ask her about this amazing trip that she took. Well, I would like to welcome Jen Reutz to the show. Now, Jen has been on with us a ton, always to talk about thoroughbreds. And so I, I started to think, I'm like, okay, what is she doing for a living now, Jen? And I, so I Googled you to see where you're at right now because I saw some stuff in the Pollock Report and then on the Blood Horse. And, and, and then it comes up with, there's like 10 different jobs that you do. <laughs> I know. What, t- tell everybody what you do in a, in a brief version. Otherwise, we'd be here for two days. <laughs> well, um, my main and favorite job is I took over as the executive director of the Retired Racehorse Project in January from Stuart Pittman, who's still involved and on our board, but he really had some other things that he wanted to pursue career-wise. So I serve as the head of RRP, and in addition, I have a little marketing agency, Top Line Communications, in Lexington that I've had since... um, Oh, 2014, I'd worked at Three Chimneys Farm as the marketing director. And when I left Three Chimneys, I started that uh, marketing agency with a friend of mine and business partner, Sarah Coleman. And um, then in addition to that, I do just a lot of freelance writing for some thoroughbred racing publications, some harness racing publications, some performance horse publications. Um, So I try to stay busy. And to, you, yeah, yeah, you are busy. It's a, a I mean, I Google yeah. yours like top line communications, and then here's some bunch of stories that you wrote, and here's a her connection to Pollock Report, and here's her connection to the Thoroughbred <laughs> Aftercare Alliance. I was like, oh my god, this girl is busy. So that's why I couldn't hone down. I was like, I'll let you describe what you do now. <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you about is we're Facebook friends, whether you know it or not, and yes. I saw this post and. I had to talk to you about it because it is so cool. So first, tell us about your trip to, is it North Dakota? Uh, it was, well, we flew into South Dakota. South it's the Dakota. best trip ever, by the way. Um, we flew into South Dakota because we were visiting some friends of my fiance and mine um, 
Dale Simonton and Dorothy Snowden, and they have a little ranch that they uh, raise cattle, grow hay, and they use off-track thoroughbreds to do all of their ranch work. And so we went we've out had, there to visit we've had them and on. catch up. We've had Jen, we've had them on, and it is gate to great, uh, uh, Horse Creek Thoroughbreds. And so this, you yep. guys uh, will remember, this is the guy that basically comes on and 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 he he has all these horses and a cattle ranch and, and uses all off-the-track thoroughbreds. It's it's unbelievable that he does that. And, and he makes them really tough, too, because they live out in the snow in South Dakota. Yeah, well, and it's such a neat story because it came about for so organically, you know, he and his wife were both former thoroughbred trainers on the racetrack um, out west, and they just, you know, they had that ranch, and they needed to work the cattle and do everything, and so they're good horsemen, and they would just use their retiring racehorses to do all of their day-to-day ranch work and farm life, and he started getting a lot of attention from people because he said he'd go to help other guys work their cattle. You know, a lot of the guys team up and help each other with the ranches out there. Mm -hmm. And the guys would take two and three quarter horses to work an entire day. And, you know, the quarter horses would work, you know, five hours or so in a 12 to 15 hour day. And then they'd swap them out for another horse. And they noticed Dale never had to swap his horses out. They never seemed to hit the bottom. And so they started asking, why are you getting horses? They seem reliable and dependable and, you know, workable. And um, so he was like, well, it's just a racehorse I used to train, you know? So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it got started. And it's really neat that people have caught on so much to it. So now he retrains them as ranch horses, obviously, but a lot of people also end up using them as fox hunting horses and eventing horses and anything else you could think of using a thoroughbred for because doing the ranch work desensitizes them so much to everything. They're mm-hmm. fine around other horses. They're fine being tied. They go through a like champions. They obviously can work cattle and everything. They can go out in the open by themselves or in a group. You know, it's everything you want in a horse. And he just kind of does it while he's making a living, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, yeah. it's super cool. So you decide to go out there and visit and, um, you get to spend the week riding a couple horses. Tell us, uh, I, I'm glad to know it was your fiance. We were, I was trying to sort it out. Um, so you and your fiance go out there and you're just riding these horses through the week. Yeah. We, um, I've been out there a couple times and, um, we've gotten in our day and he just threw off track thoroughbred stuff. And um, so we decided to take a trip out there and visit them. Um, and Stuart had never, Stuart, my fiance, had never seen their ranch. So we got out there, and the first day we were working um, all this cattle and, you know, did a branding. Stuart is a veterinarian, and he works on thoroughbreds on the reproductive side here in Lexington. So he, you know, he loves the thoroughbreds, but he hasn't had a whole lot of experience riding off-track thoroughbreds. And so the first day he was gathering cattle on a son of distorted humor out of an AP Indy mare. And all he could <laughs> saying was how cool this was. And, um, you know, so we took care of all this cattle. Stuart got put to work and did all of the castrations and vaccinations for their entire herd. So happy yeah, vacation. Was- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what a bird wants to do on vacation. Um, and then the next few days after the work was over, we all just went trail riding a few different places. And the next few days, Stuart had been riding um, one of Dorothy's horses that she'd used to show the last couple of years. It was a son of forest camp named the Painted Forest. And Stuart rode him. I was on a horse named Pendulum, um, who I just loved. And Stuart adored his horse. And we just had the best time riding through the most rugged country, not only that I've ever like ridden a horse through, but that I've ever gone through on two feet, on four feet, everything. <laughs> um, and it was so cool. And these horses, just they see so much and they've been everywhere. You know, like the forest camp gelding that Stuart was on, I think has had something like 50 or 60 starts. And the, um, the, song and a prayer gelding pendulum that I was on has had 85 starts and so they've traveled all over the country they've seen everything there's to see and they just kind of 
they're eager to explore without being skittish or anything. They're just kind of what off-track thoroughbred people know thoroughbreds are, but other people might have a misconception about, you know? So you go and you spend all this time riding these awesome horses, um, and then your vacation is over and you go home and life goes back to normal, right? Yeah, it's it's really funny. Sometimes I actually wrote about this for the opening of Off Track Thoroughbred Magazine, which is the Retired Racehorse Projects magazine. In this full issue, I talked about how going out there, like Stuart and I both are just a mile a minute kind of people and we pack a ton into our days. Like pretty much every horse person you've ever met is, you know? And so going out there and just getting out of our comfort zone and getting out of our routine, we both noticed when we came back, we were so much more energized and getting stuff done so much more quickly. And we just hit the ground running and then some. Um, And so unbeknownst to me, when we were out there, Stuart really liked his horse. And he had been telling me for the last like six months, he really wanted to get a horse so we could ride together more because I've I have a few off-track thoroughbreds. I have two that I just adore. And he's always wanting to ride with me, um, but he doesn't have a horse right now or didn't have a horse right now. And um, so he was like, oh, maybe this winter I'll get a quarter horse or something, which is fine because I'm not going to force my off-track thoroughbredness on anyone. They can have whatever <laughs> they want. <laughs> um, so like a week after we got back, um, he kept making hints about it. I think, I think I might buy that horse off of Dorothy. I think I might buy him. And I was like, hey, if you like him, you should. Don't, you know, get whatever horse you want to get. And so about a week later, he's like, hey, I'm going to show you something in the pasture um, at his farm. And I was like, oh, okay, I better go to a horse because there's a bunch of those out there. <laughs> and so we're walking out and um, he's telling me how he bought this horse Gump off of Dorothy. That's what they call the gelding painted forest, horse Gump. They call him gum. And, um, <laughs> and so we're walking out there, but I see two horses. And I'm trying to ask him, you know, like, who's that other horse? And he's not really answering. And he's got a gelding that's one of Buck Davidson's horses that is the babysitter for his farm for his yearlings and everything. But I saw that gelding when I pulled in the driveway out with the yearlings where he said, he's fine. It wasn't him. And so walking closer and closer to that horse, and I'm what horse do you think it is? And um, we got about 25 feet away and it hit me that it was Pendulum, the horse that I'd been riding out there. And I like, I had not told, I had not verbalized, I guess my actions spoke louder than my words. I had not verbalized how much I liked that horse because I have two horses. I'm very lucky to have two. And my goal is only to ever have one. So I definitely didn't need three. Um, But I loved that horse. And I guess Dale and Stuart have been talking and Dale kind of joked, like, I think that horse likes her a lot more than me. He's a lot better for her than he is for me. And I just, there's something that just clicks when you, you, you find a horse that you click with. And I've only had that four times in my life um, with one of the horses I have now and just, you know, a few horses over the course of the last 38 years. And he's one of those four. I sat on him and just clicked, you know, and, um, but I didn't need any horse. So all I said, the most I said about it was Dale, he's so cool. You've got to let me know who ends up with him. I'd love to follow him and what he does. And um, Dale was like, Oh, okay, sure. Dale, unbeknownst to me, and Stuart had already talked about Stuart buying him for me. Uh-huh. So Dale just played it off, and he's like, oh, I'll definitely let you know who ends up with them. Oh, my so, God. How sneaky. These sneaky guys. He, he's standing there, and I just start bawling and uh-huh. transitioning between thank you so much and I don't have time for a third horse. Stuart <laughs> 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 just kind of said, Oh, this is such a great story. You should totally marry that guy. Well, I, the part <laughs> I did not put on my Facebook post that you saw when we went out to date to great and on that trip, we've dated for about four years, but we were not engaged. And he actually asked me to marry him as well. Aww. In addition to getting a new horse, we were also now engaged. So oh my God, he proposed to you on this trip too? Jen, they just like, you're just Cinderella right now. I don't know. You're like some oh, Disney no. princess. Oh my God. Amazing. Oh, yeah. 
he laid it a couple weeks after the trip to propose, but he definitely oh. it oh. was like spontaneous and fun and perfect. Well, um, I've, this is so why I wanted to have you on. It's such a good feel good story. <laughs> Congratulations on everything. We, uh, we, uh, are just so happy for you and hope we, we keep in touch and I'll be waiting on that wedding invitation. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We are Facebook oh. friends. That clearly qualifies me as a wedding guest. Of course. I mean, oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jen, thank you so much. And give your fiance a squeeze for us and give Pendulum and uh, Gomp a carrot. I will for sure. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Goodbye. girl. Good luck. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh my gosh. She is a Disney princess. Like what an awesome story. Yes. And what yes. an awesome guy. Wow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Your wow. guy goes on vacation and he like starts castrating cows and then buys <laughs> you a horse and then proposes to you. Like that's what, a triple, triple threat. What more can you ask? You can't ask for anything more than that. It's that's true. just amazing. It's and I mean, it's a very sweet story. Very yeah. sweet. I yeah. just thought, thought it was a good little Monday feel-good story. So It is. Well, now we're going to talk to Dr. Chang from Omega Alpha. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Chang. Glenn is out of town. He's at the okay. World Equestrian Games. And so you've Hi, got Dr. Lisa. Chang. And then we've got Jemmy producing. And I loved calling you because I realized like, you're a big deal. You have people answering your calls. So that's kind of <laughs> awesome. Uh, somebody has to take the orders, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that yourself? That's weird. I, I clean the, it makes me feel better. I do clean the toilets as needs be. Seriously. <laughs> I don't not. believe that. <laughs> it is my job. I, tell, I don't do that every day, but every so often in the middle of the day, if there's a problem, they call me. I, I don't know why they call me, but I get the call. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, that's a good man for you right there one to clean that clean that <laughs> toilet but also i mean your clear job is to take out the trash like that is my husband that's the man job here it's like take out the trash <laughs> you probably uh, well, i never would have guessed <laughs> i never would have guessed but that's that's Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we are going to talk about besides things is actually, ironically, this is hilarious. We're talking about digestive health today. <laughs> That's a good segue. <laughs> uh, digestive health. And one of my favorite products that you guys have, which has helped a lot of horses. And I always talk about how any new horse I get, I put on Biotic 8. It is just the first thing. If you, you can just start to get your horse right from the inside out. The other product we're going to talk about today is Regenerac. But tell me about Biotic 8. Why, what is it and why is it so important? No, I will tell everybody out there, uh, Biotic 8 is probably one of your best probiotic sources out there. And it's not because we make it or anything like that. It's the delivery system that's important. First of all, probiotics are good bacteria, what they call good bacteria. Good bacteria, there's nothing inherently good about them. Right, as I always joke, they don't go to church on Sunday. They don't put extra money in the collection plate. However, <laughs> why do you have good bacteria? Because the waste products they produce are better tolerated by the digestive system, uh, by the by the animal than the bad bacteria. Okay, and but like anything else, if you give it a lot of one good bacteria, it's it becomes a bad bacteria because all of a sudden the amount of waste products it produced becomes way too high for the body to manage. So what we've done is that. We've put eight different strains of bacteria, eight different types of bacteria in the product, okay? That's important, number one. Number two is delivery system. One of the biggest problems with, with probiotics is that when you take it, the first place it hits is the acid in the stomach. And we know horses produce acid 24-7. So when it hits the acid in the stomach, there's a die-off rate approximately 80 to 90% of those bacteria die off. So 10% survive to pass through to go into the cecum, and the lower intestines, the large intestines, etc. However, what we've done is we've added some things like marshmallow roots, slippery elm, and so on. And what they do, they form, when those things get wet, they form a mucilaginous paste. And what those, that paste does, it protects the bacteria against the acids. It sort of forms like a protective layer, barrier against the acids in the stomach. So what happens then is that it survives passes through the stomach. Actually, our studies show it about 80% of the bacteria survive to, through the stomach to get into the small intestine. 
Okay. That's amazing. Uh, That's awesome. So that means if you have a dosage of, and I'm just using wrong numbers here, if if you had say ten bacteria going through, eight of them would survive to go through into the small intestine, large intestine, etc. Whereas if you didn't have the delivery system, you have ten bacteria going through, two would survive, eight would die. Right. Wow. So, so you see how much more bacteria you're getting. Second thing you should look at with bacteria with probiotics is how much bacteria are you getting per dose. That's important. Okay, you know, and I think we I think we have ten billion per dose. All right. So in our blend, we have ten billion bacteria per dose. So you do get a quite a a large amount going through, and that is important, especially if you have. Um, full scours, for example, if you have a small mm-hmm. a full that's having scours, you give mm-hmm. mix up a little piece of that, it makes a huge difference to that. Uh, I've seen that horses turn around, foals turn around just with a, with our probiotic product. Yep. You know what? What I think is is I think a lot of horse owners don't really understand that their horse has stomach or digestive problems. I think, you know, they think, well, I'm feeding grain, I'm feeding hay, and my, my horse is maybe cranky, or and I'm looking for soreness, and they don't even think that it's it's a stomach issue or a digestive issue. Well, that's another segue there, because one of the things that people don't realize is that horses, because they put out acids 24-7, and a lot of us feed our horses grain, and we do it what's convenient to us, two squares a day, morning and night, right? So, right. And then what happens morning and night is that you feed them. Uh, half an hour later or 15 minutes later, you come in, grain bucket is empty. You think he's good. You put him away or, or her away, and there's nothing else for them. So next, then they start to develop um, um, as, um, ulcers. That's right. one of the right. issues, right? And so what we do, we reach for things like omeprazole. Now, I always say omeprazole is a wonderful product for acute use, but I know people li- have their horses that live on omeprazole. Okay, uh. the problem with that is that how omeprazole works is that it inhibits acid production, and so when it inhibits acid production, it gives the ulcers a chance to heal. The problem with that is that when you live on the omeprazole, that acid serves a function. That acid that the bo- the stomach produces it inhibits a lot of bad bacteria from getting access to the hindgut. Mm-hmm. And, and and when those bad bacteria get access to the hindgut, what happens there is that you can get hindgut ulcers, right? Um, you can get colonic ulcers being formed, etc., because of the disturbance in the, the what we call the microbiome, the the back the uh, micro um, the bacteria content in in the gut, right? So in the long term, long term use of omeprazole may cause that. Right, and that sets itself up to another bunch of problems. Right, right. Fortunately, Omega Alpha has developed a new product, um, which we call Regenerac. And what that does, it, it it speeds up the healing process of the ulcers. It doesn't it doesn't um, heal by inhibiting acid production. It actually speeds up the healing. And we have seen horses. It even heals up some hindgut ulcers because we have some clinical studies to actually show that, that that's we see. We, we went in there, scoped and for ulcers, not hindgut ulcers, for regular stomach ulcers. We scoped and we, to make sure that the horses have ulcers. And then within the space of about a month, these ulcers are healed. Right? Oh, that's a awesome. To, to two months. We have seen that, so we know it works for those things. Right? Um, but for the hindgut ulcers, we actually have seen healing of the hindgut ulcers. And really out there, there really isn't much... Um, first of all, hindgut ulcers are difficult to diagnose. And secondly, they, um, it is not easily treated. And we have good evidence to show that our regenerative product actually helps with those type of things. Yeah, and I think, too, a lot of people didn't even realize that Oh, your horse can have a hindgut ulcer, and that maybe you know you're getting you know a scope, or you're getting you suspect your horse has ulcers, and you don't even think that oh, there's maybe more than one kind of ulcer that my horse can have, or more than one location. That's right, so. and and the, and because the scope only sees the upper GI, it basically sees the stomach, right? Right. Uh, you you don't see anything that's going on lower down, and that's why sometimes your horse has the symptoms of ulcers, meaning that he's ribby, he he's um 
OT, he's cranky, but when you do a, a stomach scope, you don't see anything, right? Right, and, right. And, you know, and that could be because of hindgut ulcers. I mean, it could be for other reasons too, but sure. I would strongly suspect hindgut ulcers, right? Wow. And we have seen that with, with our product with the Regenerate, when we use it that way for hindgut ulcers, uh, we have seen the horses blossom and turn around. That's just really, really interesting because I think, you know, we all want to do what's best for our horses and, but sometimes we don't know what that is. And that's, that's what I love about, about your products is that you kind of take care of that for us. <laughs> so you can, I mean, you know. not only does Dr. Chang make the products, he also cleans the toilets. I mean, the guy <laughs> is amazing. He does everything. You know, I've got you know, three toilets right now. Actually, I've got four that he could come clean no, right but, now. But you, you may laugh, but I'll say this. A gentleman told me one time, you know, he, he's into the show jumping side of the business. He's, he's in show jumping. He says to me, you know, Gordon, he says, you can't take yourself too seriously when, you have, when you're dealing with horses because in the show jumping world, I am walking around with a tux and with a top hat the whole nine yards looking spiffy, right? But little do they know, I am the guy that's, that's picking up after the horses as they, dropped, as they dropped their little bits and pieces as they walk from, from the barn to the, <laughs> to, yep. to the show floor, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, horses horses will keep you, you humble. Take for sure. seriously when you're dealing with horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always uh, such a pleasure to talk to you and to be educated on all of this. It's so important. I learned last time we talked about this about the prebiotics and probiotics in the biotic gate. And the Regenerec is is really really making a big difference in horses. Uh, now there are some information on how you can get the products in the USA. OmegaAlpha.com is a new website omegaalpha.com just keeping it simple uh you can go to the site and omegaalpha.com and click under where to buy and it will tell you where all the online stores or retailers you can enter your zip code to see if there's a dealer near you if you can't find what you're looking for call 1-877-436-1221 and ask for tim he will find you a dealer who will help Buy and get all the Omega Alpha products you want. Um, also, there is going to be a seminar. The yes. Oasis training seminar is on September 24th. Uh, so it's coming up and the topic is digestive health. If you need information on that, you can email csmith at omegaalpha.ca and uh, talk to her and she will get you signed up for the seminar. So check it out. And again, new website. That's really exciting. Congratulations, Dr. Chang. Thank you. Oh and it's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for coming on. And um, it's I, I we won't talk about Always what great. we talked about at the beginning, but <laughs> 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 like, how can it's, I wrap this up? I can't. Yeah, I'm it's just always great to. to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure talking to you. Um, bye, oh. Lisa. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye Jimmy. Bye, bye Dr. Ding. <laughs> bye, bye. Oh my gosh, could you oh. love him anymore? He's so awesome. No. <laughs> yes. Cool. You have to well. Love have to love him. It is now time. Uh, Jimmy, uh, do you want to play a song and then come back with some equestrian first world problems? Let's do it. My Cadillac pack, she's loaded and ready. Gonna take her down the road to the rodeo. And with a new tank of fuel and a cool Mountain Dew, I'm gonna do just what I wanna do. We'll be riding wild ponies and chasing pretty girls. Shooting for the title, the champion of the world. We'll just show up. Take the money and run Even if I don't win Well, I still have fun Just riding wild ponies And chasing pretty girls Driving all around the world Granddaddy said I need to find a girl And settle down It's a secret to a happy life Pretty good, man, he must have been right I just found my one and only 
Jared Rogerson, Ride Wild Ponies, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you today by Omega Alpha Equine, OmegaAlpha.com, super easy website now to go check out. And um, now, Lisa, I had a discussion with Megan, who hosted on Friday. Yep. And we, I was trying to decide which segment to do with which one of you, because I feel like I had, um, I had a bad advice for horse people. Or I could do this segment, which is equestrian first world problems. And I said that in the world of bad advice for horse people, Megan would laugh hysterically at the bad advice. And you, <laughs> if I said the bad advice, you would go like this. Oh, no. I would. <laughs> You know us so well. <laughs> so I, I read it. I did that segment there. So I think I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of equestrian first world problems today with you yes. because it's not something you'll go. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I nail you? Did I get it? You did. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. It's time for. All right, so just let me go start by saying if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. There is no way around it. Uh, and Jimmy liked my, I usually post in the auditor's room, I'll post a meme of a picture of some first world problem of somebody usually crying or complaining. And Jimmy, you particularly liked my meme today. You said it really hit home with you. <laughs> it was, I could so relate because it said something like, um, I don't have enough dip for my chips, but if I open up a new dip, I won't have enough chips for my dip. And I can so <laughs> relate to that. Like on every level, there, there, there were layers in it. I relate to all of them. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so sad. And so let me kick it off with um, our endurance host, Karen Chatton. She says, um, every time I get a new spray bottle that I get for fly spray, it like needs tech support to work properly after the first use. And I find that too, especially the mosquito halt. It just like leaks out when you, I'm like, I paid good money for that. Why is it not working? Or the, the sprayer, the ones I get, the sprayers never work. And we just got some, some spray bottles donated, you know, the ones like you fill up yourself and those don't even work. And I'm like, really, you should just like squeeze and the, th the stuff should come out and yeah, it doesn't work. No. It's like, they're just here to mess with us. Uh, yeah. Krista says, this is, so, <laughs> this is so funny. Oh my God, you guys, I found an awesome horse to do a partial lease on while I save money for a new horse. But the lease horse's saddle is like too small for me. So now I have to buy a new saddle so I can be comfortable on the horse that I'm going to lease while I save money for a new horse. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to save any money. No. That's the thing. <laughs> there's no save. There's no, like, you cannot find any sentence that's going to something to do with horse plus saving money. Those no, two things do not go together. No, it's not going to happen. Unless you're like, my horse died, 
now I can save money. Oh, <laughs> there's my awe. <laughs> exactly. See, stop. Stop being a good person. I need soulless co-hosts. That's what I told Megan. I said, she has no soul so she can co-host with me. You've got to, <laughs> you got to go with the jokes. Yeah. I didn't really want somebody's horse to die. Okay. It just, I know, I know, but you um, know. So Samantha Reeves posted just a picture and it actually is a first world equestrian problem. It's somebody driving a truck through her flooded farm. I don't know where she lives, but apparently there's a lot of rain in a lot of parts of the country right now. And I don't know how y'all are surviving. Elisa, are you guys getting lots of rain in Tennessee? Oh, we just got whatever hurricane just came through. Yeah, it rained for like, I don't know, 36 hours, just poured rain. But we, we'd been dry, so it was it was not too bad. But it's raining right now. The so mention... The mention of hurricane um, brings me to my equestrian first world problem. And my equestrian first world problem is, do I go to the World Equestrian Games in North Carolina or do I go to Hawaii? And you have hurricanes going to both places. And there's hurricanes in both. So I'm screwed either way. So my thought was, was, what? What, what, What are the hurricane names? The hurricane that going to South Carolina is... Is that I Gordon? don't even know. There's too many of them. There's like, uh, they're coming everywhere. It's okay, just, so I you can't pick, You pick up. the best name and that's where you go. <laughs> so the, uh, people are, have been weighing in on the auditor's page of which place that I should go to. And um, the, most people have said to go to WEG, but there's a lot of people that have put some pretty thoughtful answers into the Hawaii section. And it's because I am about to move to a new state. And I will have absolutely nobody to help me in this farm. There's no farm sitter. I don't know anybody who works with horses. I don't know anybody who does anything with horses. So my a year of my life coming up is going to be just no no vacation. My like I said, this is a very first world. So, so this is oh your God, first. This is your first world problem, Jamie. You don't have any friends. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, you got to the heart of it, didn't you? I did. This is your first (laughs) real problem. (laughs) Okay. So like I have no friends and I have like nobody to watch my house and then I'm not going to have any (laughs) vacation time. And I'm like moving to this 18 acre beautiful farm and like I could go to World Equestrian Games or I could go to Hawaii. My God. No, you just want us to talk you into going to Hawaii and I'm I'm for Hawaii. I'm in the Hawaii camp. So apparently not considering you, you must want me to get like (laughs) swallowed up in a hurricane well, no, but, but see, I, I think you should go, you know, I don't know, like to Paris or, you know, someplace. You yeah, need, I have three like, days. Yeah. Three days. So three that's days. two days of travel. <laughs> yes. I'm going to spend my vacation in an airplane. <laughs> but yes, I know what you mean. Okay, moving on. Uh, Stephanie says her first world equestrian problem is that the muggles and that's what they call non-horse people and the laundromat are eyeballing her with suspicion because she's washing and drying these huge, strange comforters with straps and buckles on them. I can't believe you got them into a laundromat. Most people just stop you. Well, and, and that just the physical aspect of it, because have you ever been to like a commercial laundromat now? I mean, they're, they're like tiny, tiny washing machines, tiny washers and dryers. And they're kind of sad little places. They I mean, are. I've yeah. done my share of laundry in laundromats. And you know what? I just decided, I think at one point I was like, I'm not coming back here. I'm just going to buy new clothes. I'm just going to throw everything <laughs> away. <laughs> like, I know I can't, I'm eating ramen noodles right now, but I cannot come back here. Okay. So this, <laughs> this goes back to my, to my music industry publicist days. I used to work with Johnny Paycheck, you know, take this job and shove it. I used to be his publicist. and. Up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So his manager called me one day and said, our road expenses are really high. And I know you're going to talk to John, you know, later in the day. I need you to find out what what he's doing out there, why the expenses are so high. So he'd wear a shirt once and then he'd throw it away and then he'd go to Kmart and buy a new shirt for for the next night's show. He didn't want to he didn't want to go to the laundromat. Or didn't Johnny want any paycheck have- shops at Kmart. That's what I learned out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny. Yeah. Well, Your paychecks for, will not dead for about 15 years, but still. You know? <laughs> but yes, That's laundromats amazing. are like off limits. That's the worst. So the, um, uh, side note, positive thing here in Phoenix that I'm really going to miss is there's a guy that picks up my horse blankets, takes them back, washes, repairs them, and delivers uh-huh. them back to your house. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. Australia Surely there has blankets. to be somebody like that in Oklahoma. I would has hope so. Be. Has but to I be. got everything washed and like they 
pack them in bags and I'll like label them. I was like, put them away, uh, get them washed, uh, and put them away. Uh, uh, see, I get in some of our auditors would know somebody in Oklahoma who does that. Yeah, there's got to be somebody. Hey, Misty says, and this is really sad, Misty. I don't know how you're going to survive, but like the skylight, she says, the skylight in the bathroom of my horse trailer is like leaking with all this rain. <laughs> and the first problem if you're like the bathroom in my horse trailer. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> bathroom yes. my horse trailer, anything. First yes. world. <laughs> um, Jason says that my new driving equipment that had been on back order showed up on Friday afternoon and then it rained all weekend. And so I wasn't able to try any of it out. And now I got to go to stupid work instead of doing stupid horse fun stuff. <laughs> that is a major problem. That, see, I would, I would have skipped work. I would uh, yeah, I'm calling sick if you have a dry yeah. day. Come on. Yeah, call it sick. <laughs> yes. Um, Sam says that he fed the barn cat. I fed the barn cats. I turned around to get hay and five steps away was a baby mouse by a bale. But the cats are too busy eating their free food. <laughs> that they didn't even get the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, How many of us have barn cats who don't even catch mice? Do you they know, I was... My last cat, I was promised, nay, guaranteed that it would get the gophers. Do you know the only thing that stupid cat ever got was a fly up against the French door? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I had to call Chad. I was like, Chad, Frank just killed something. He's like, what? I was like, he killed a fly. <laughs> stupid cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have one cat who, who actually catches like butterflies and moths and frogs and gophers and uh, catches everything and, and like leaves parts of it all over. And the other cat just sits there and watches. <laughs> Worthless. Yeah. You know what? Just Bring watch. me the food. Be, yeah. Do the work. It's like the female lion versus the male lion. Hey, yes. Go give me the food, bring it back. Yep. Uh, Kate says, so, someone gave me, lots of men chiming in today, by the way, for the first world problem. I love it. Cade says, someone gave me a team of mules, gave me a team of mules and a three horse slant, but I don't have a truck now. And so now I'm going to have to trade in my Yukon, but I really <laughs> like keeping my saddles in the back of my Yukon. That is a serious problem. Oh my God. You're just going to have to, you're just going to have to. Buy you gotta a suck it up, you know. Gun. Yeah, obviously, that's that's a serious problem. Or get a truck with a big old giant cab, like a Dodge thirty five hundred. That's true. That's cab. true. Yes, and keep the Yukon. Keep the. We're Yukon. here to solve your. <laughs> we're here to solve their problems, Lisa. Clearly, <laughs> I know. Lindsay says my horse's puncture wound has finally healed enough for me to ride. Yay! But only after his brand new abscess heals. Oh. Like, like psych. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's oh. kind of like a passive aggressive thing. You know, she gets us all excited and then like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Two more. Uh, Leslie says, I'm so far behind on listening to shows that my real job is getting in the way of listening. So now I have to skip forward to know what's going on when I read really exciting stuff on the auditor's Facebook page. And I need to know all the details like right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. Just don't go to work. Yeah, you guys yeah, seriously are like you're letting money and work get in the t in the way of fun. Exactly. <laughs> and finally, Kate has Kate is full of drama this week um, because he's like, I'm horse sitting for a Frisian breeding farm, and it's like a thousand dollars a week that I'm getting paid, but I have to go feed three times a day, and Starbucks isn't on the way there any of the three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh my goodness. Yes. That, oh, that is tough. That I is find tough. it really amazing. I have a friend that goes like wakes up in the morning and goes to Starbucks every morning. I'm like, you know that for the price of one week of Starbucks, you could go buy a machine that yes. makes coffee in your own home. And you can <laughs> even called, buy the Starbucks bagged coffee. It's called a coffee maker. Yeah. You just make <laughs> like, why is it hard? I just don't understand. She's like, but they make it at Starbucks. I'm like, but you can make it yourself and probably end up buying a small farm in a two year period. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So my mind is still hung hung up back on the Frisian breeding farm. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, it sounds pretty darn amazing because yeah. um, he's now posting pictures and videos of the Frisian babies that are running yes. around. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. 
That's awesome. Well, yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for co-hosting with me today. Oh, it has absolutely. been an absolute pleasure. You only gave me one. Ah. So I, I feel like that's a victory. That. It's a victory for me. It's a victory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> Jemmy, thank you so much for producing and doing all the, the behind the scenes effort on your birthday. Yes. My pleasure. Yes. My pleasure. Best start to a birthday ever. So you'll have to tell us what you actually did after you did it. So you know. <laughs> I will. I'll spill the beans later. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll, we'll keep up with the catch up on Wednesday. Thank you very much, everybody. I will be coming to you from Oklahoma on Wednesday. Hopefully um, I can get internet to work there. So I haven't moved sure. in yet. Okay. Surely they have internet in Oklahoma. You'd be surprised because I have to do the show at my mother-in-law's house. And it's, I think there's hamsters in the wheel of their computer. Oh, pretty okay. sure. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We may or may not have a show on Wednesday. We shall see. We shall Love see. you, mean it. Everybody, spay, neuter, geld. Have a great day. Bye.